Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. 911 emergency. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents. Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Welcome back to another episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. And we're your partners in crime, wine, and time because we'll be in your ear for the next hour talking about some crazy shit. Let's crazy. Yes. Not Oof. even the craziest thing I can like wrap my head around that's happening right now is just the election results. Yeah. And hopefully by the time this episode comes out, <laughs> that comment will not have not be relevant anymore. Uh, I know. I need like like CNN is open in a separate laptop. I'm just staring at it yeah. on mute. I'm like been. I can't. And like the beginning of the week, I was like, I'm not gonna watch it. I don't like. Nothing's gonna happen until it's called. Cut to me. Boxes of wine. I'm like Carrie from Homeland, like doing mental math in my head. But I'm a dumb bitch. None. No numbers are adding up. So I'm just <laughs> losing my mind, getting drunk. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I'm like that scene in The Hangover when Alan's counting the cards and all the like cosines and math symbols are flashing in front of his eyes. Oh, except yeah. I don't know any of those things. And I don't know what it means. I don't know anything. All I know is that I love uh, my. I guess like my kink is men <laughs> drawing on maps. <laughs> <laughs> They've yes. learned that that's really a turn on for me. And I feel like a lot of America is also turned on by that. So we'll get through that together. Yeah, I, I'm excited by that. Um, before we get started with the show, we want to let you guys know about some exciting news. Shop Betches is having an online sample sale this Thursday, the 12th and Friday, the 13th. You can get almost all of our items at 50 percent off. Um, we're talking my Tiger Queen shirt that I love. I also do have another Carol Baskin shirt now that I say that out loud. I'm like, this is concerning. What does that say about me? Um, it says that I was doing a lot of impulse buying in March. So now you can get all this stuff for 50% off. Go to betches.co slash sale on Thursday and Friday to shop. Should we just get right into headline hunters? Let's get into it because this comes out on Monday. So hopefully this is all outdated news, but yeah. by then, so, but these headlines are not. These headlines are not. All right. My headline is not a crazy headline, but I feel like it's worth talking about um, from people.com. Hillsong pastor and Justin Bieber's one time spiritual confidant, Carl Lentz, fired for moral failures. So Ooh. pretty some pretty spicy stuff. Basically, like we have we haven't done an episode on Hillsong. Um, I no. wouldn't rule it out, but like. I don't know. They're they're basically just this like church. It's really famous. It's like rumored to be culty. And I'm sure there's some like shady underbelly yeah. there. It's like the Scientology of Instagram. Do you know what I mean? It's like Gen. Yeah. It's like the millennial Scientology. It 100 percent. Like. Yeah. It, the likes of like the Kardashians, Justin Bieber, Haley Baldwin mm -hmm. go there. Um, yeah. Any church that that's that big, that has that many famous people in it, I'm just not going to trust. No, and also this priest was too, this guy was too hot to be like, what's he, 
What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So the New York church was led by Carl Lentz, um, who, like we said, is this like hot. He's like a hot in a hipstery way. Pastor. Um, yeah. And, and he became this like celebrity pastor. Like he had these big uh, like 70s glasses and um, like a little Bushwick mustache. <laughs> a big Bushwick mustache. And he was the guy who would ever... Justin, I think it was when he was promoting what was a lot purpose in 2015. Oh, big he was time. spotted with him everywhere. everywhere. Big and time. Like, that and he, was when, like, yeah. Yeah, he actually baptized Justin Bieber. Oh my God. Have that I, like, in my what, notes. <laughs> what is this man's life? Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He just like I think that was part of his criticism was like people thought that he liked being too fame adjacent. Um Yeah, I think. No, you don't see a lot of other pastors popping in People magazine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's true. like you, you're not posting swipe ups to Except Jesus. For like, like swipe up for your savior. Up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So basically he was fired after um quote and ongoing discussions in relation to leadership issues and breaches of trust, plus a recent revelation of moral failures, which was from the statement that the church sent out to its members. Um, and I think this was actually yesterday, but I'm not sure because mm -hmm. time is a construct. Um, Carl said on Instagram yesterday, basically, that he cheated on his wife. He cheated. Yep. And that just kind of goes. That's my favorite always when like, oh, so you. OK, so you cheated. You did that. I'm I surprised mean, he owned up to it. I guess it came out. I guess it was going to come out. So I, my thing is, I think that people were speculating way worse stuff. So he was like, <laughs> OK, what's the like what's the least bad thing that I could have possibly done to get dismissed from the church of all places? And the answer is infidelity. Infidelity. Yeah, that is true because there were a lot, because I know on uh, the Instagram account Dumois and things like that, there were a lot of people putting in their like tips and like ideas of what happened. So I guess he wanted to get- Yeah, to I went on that. Reddit and there were a lot of people who had like various theories that I thought about resolving into. And then I was like, the church has a lot of money to sue me. So let me just not oh, do that. Oh my God. And also, you know <laughs> what? I don't even want to like punish him because now that he doesn't have his like celebrityness, he's just a guy named Carl, which is sort yeah, of. Yeah, which is punishment enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what about you? Okay. Well, this, I mean, we've been talking, we talked a lot about Florida in the beginning of the week. And then I was kind of just like, oh my God, Florida, Florida, Florida. So I was reading this. Well, I was just kind of reading every article about Florida until they called their uh ballot count everything so then i just clicked on this article thinking it'd be something about that it was not <laughs> oh my god it was but it was the most it's it florida men always out florida themselves Facts. and this one is no different so a headline goes florida driver whips out handgun when asked about his penis size <laughs> sure who doesn't <laughs> who? honey you got a caliber yeah and it was yep. like it's so funny the thing and he was his explanation of it was that someone driving near him was laughing at him because this guy was revving his Jeep engine. So that also just made me laugh. I'm like, you're revving your Jeep. Okay. And then the yeah, guy we have, was like- Yeah, we have two two men who are grossly overcompensating for their small penises. Exactly. <laughs> so then the guy was like, oh, are you revving because you have a small dick? And then the guy came out with a gun to prove that he didn't. But my thing, I was I like- I think he proved that you he did. You whipped out the wrong gun, baby, to prove yeah, that. Let me tell exactly. you, if you had, if you were packing a caliber, you would be you'd be pulled right. out the pants. If he was packing out, yeah. real heat, then we would know. <laughs> if you had that Florida swamp down there, exactly. Oh my God! But he clearly did not. <laughs> clearly did not. Well, okay. I wanted to read one ghost story because this yes. is a fun one. Because um, I also want to keep these forever. 
Yeah, whatever. Keep sending us your ghost stories in the DMs or putting them in a group. Um, this one was submitted by Instagram DM at NATC pod. Um, one of our followers said I was ghosted by my ex-boyfriend and he drunk called me years later to tell me he had to do it because our relationship was too close to Snape and Harry Potter. Like, she said, I don't even know what that means. It's like he know. maybe wanted to kill you, but maybe loved you all along. Like, I really don't understand what that means. That's my th- I never watched her read Harry Potter. I have really? foresight. At- yeah. Oh, I'm kind of I knew J.K. Rowling. When I came out of the womb, I was like, I don't trust that bitch. That's and I was right. right. In that, the end. that opinion aged well. That is that I oh most of my opinions do. Uh so that I was confused when I read this. I was like, did Snape and Harry have a chemistry I did not know about? Okay. Ha. No, they had this weird like will they, won't they, but like in terms of killing each other, sort of. <laughs> oh girl, you dodged like, I know, right? She- <laughs> So then she goes on to say it was in 2006. So I didn't even know what ghosting was. I legit thought he died. And this is the best part. It wasn't until he changed his MySpace top eight a week later that I figured it out. Classic 2006. Oh my gosh. That is truly, that's also when, you know, if back in the day, I feel like most people listening is like of the age of MySpace ish, like, when when you get taken to the top eight, you know it's over. But when someone changes it, you know that they are alive. So really oh yeah, I know. Forget about calling the hospitals. Like all you got to do is just wait for their <laughs> MySpace top eight to change. I guess I don't even know what the modern. Oh, I mean, I guess it's like when you archive Instagram pictures of couples. Now that's when that that's like the modern. Oh yeah, or if they like upload an Insta story, that right. would work. An, an Insta story like Little Wayne's uh, girlfriend day was like sometimes love isn't enough when they broke up. Want to talk about it? I know. But yeah. Know. <sighs> yeah. It's just like, oh, great. My celebrity crush is trash. Uh, Sucks. You hate to we'll, see we'll it. Find you a, we'll find you another one. We'll find you another one. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in search. I um, have a few potentials. <laughs> oh, well, Jake from State Farm. <gasps> oh, yeah. Jake from State Farm. I'm Sarah's low key trying to like DM like. Uh, not low key. You're, you're borderline thirsty. I was going to say. Yeah. I'm just regularly doing it. But I don't think he saw the story. I actually haven't even checked up on that. But he obviously didn't respond or else I'd have a story to tell. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so we'll keep you posted with that. But until then. Until then. We have a, a famous story that I never heard about until a few weeks ago. I know. I feel like it's one of those things where it just must have been famous if you like read the daily news every day. True. And uh, I also, I found this because I started... Um, kind of just summarizing it for headline hunters. And then I was like, wait, 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 there's too much going on here. That's too juicy that it needs a whole episode. It is so good. It is the Black Widow of Manhattan. Yes. Also known as Barbara Kogan. So Barbara grew up in Morristown. Say it with me now. New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Always, always New Jersey. Here's a fun fact. Yeah. What's it like? I mean, yeah, Jersey, heart. Uh, Morristown is kind of fun. There's a nice, I know there's a nice Italian restaurant there. I could say that about any town in New Jersey. Probably. I do like one in Morristown, so shout out. There we go. Well, okay, here's a fun fact I found out about Barbara. She got a recording contract with Capitol Records when she was 16, but then abandoned her singing career. She graduated from Barnard. And in 1960, she met George Kogan while he was at NYU studying business. Um, Kogan she is, is living my 
like that that all so far is like my dream life so I just need to like yes. let the record show <laughs> yeah so far we respect um <laughs> and after they got married they spent 25 years living in Puerto Rico they had two sons and they moved to Manhattan in 1986 to open up an antique shop and a bit about George he was born in Puerto Rico his family owned a chain of department stores there he then became a successful antiques and art dealer and he also was a real estate investor who invested in a few Brooklyn buildings, which we all know is a great financial move. And then genius, genius and a casino in Puerto Rico. So that is to say the man was rich. The man had money and they yep. were both like killing it. You know what I mean? Like no pun intended. To- but they really were like kind of made, they made themselves and established themselves to be like these like uh, like um the elite Manhattan that people would dream of being. And you kind of like get glamorized in situations. I mean, once you own property in New York, I'm like, oh, you're elite. Can't once relate. Once anybody owns anything, I'm like, oh, you're in a different. I'm like, that's true. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you own two cell phone chargers. All right. Bougie. Like, I know. Right? <laughs> old different ball game. Yeah. I don't even own this laptop. Whatever. <laughs> um, so the antique store uh, that uh, Sarah was talking about, initially it did not do that well. Uh, I guess maybe because antiques were like everything they were selling. It's older now. So like in, in it, those antiques would be doing better now because they have like a few more decades on them. But uh, that was when, I'll say it, mm, that was when George hired a PR firm with the hopes of getting better press, getting their name out, kind of rehabilitating the image. And what came along with the PR firm he hired? A gorgeous publicist named Mary Louise Hawkins. This right dramatic. here, dramatic as fuck. It kind of reminded me of Betty Broderick, but like, oh, not real. Big you know time. what I mean? Like, I got big uh, Betty Broderick vibes. Ooh, that was tongue twister. Yeah, BBB. Yeah, I, that's like, I kind of just like, she's like the East Coast. Yeah. The baby. Yeah. No, I got I got huge energy. Yeah. And we'll we're going to get into a little bit more how it's even more so like that. So George, then, of course, you can connect two dots. She this Mary Louise came to fix up the antiques, but they ended up fixing up each other. He started seeing the 28 year old and she and like speaking down the line, she started to like she doesn't love how she gets portrayed in these stories because like she feels like she was a mistress. But like there were problems going on with George and Barbara's life. We'll get into that. Uh, they met in 1988 when she was hired to do the publicity for their Madison Avenue antique store. Mary Louise said that she never pursued George because he would married, but he would show up at her apartment with like her favorite coffee cake complaining about how miserable he was. I'm okay, jealous of vibes. everyone in this story. Like yeah. I am so mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody's showing up in my door with coffee cake, but also I right. feel like that's a little bit weird. Like I hope he called first. I, well, back then, I don't know if you could call them. I guess you. I guess the phones. Landlines? <laughs> I don't know. But then also, like, I mean, maybe they were going to be going to work together. Like, he was picking her up. But still, I'm like, give me some time. And also, I feel like coffee cake, I, I haven't had it in a minute. I feel like it is very much like an 80s, 90s food. Okay, now I want some, though. Even though I'm it's cra- like, I feel like our country right now is coffee cake because just one move <laughs> and it's crumbling. <laughs> we are full on fucking coffee cake <laughs> hopefully we get a sweet ending oh well no this is because it's my go. love language someone waking me up with a pastry and complaining i'm like that's all i want to do i, I know right <laughs> bitch and bake with me it's no, like that. here eat this pastry and now um also by the way i'm miserable 
<laughs> she's like i'm so sorry to hear that like stuffing her face <laughs> um so supposedly barbara didn't let him this is what uh he was saying to mary louise what he was so miserable about allegedly supposedly barbara didn't let him sleep in the bed with her and called him fat and said that he disgusted her oh rough and i know in it interview I don't know in an article I read about him too that like he had very low self-esteem just because his like family like his brothers were a little more attractive than him conventionally and mainly his mom was kind of shady to him so it's I feel like your wife would kind of know that and this probably hurt him a little bit also I was gonna say it's like just that that saying about how you try to date your parents like he was put down uh, by his mom and then married a woman who put him down for like the same reasons. Oh God, that is so true. Sarah's like, I'm now a therapist. Yes, <laughs> basically. That, I I've be- basically been judging people on Reddit for so long that I'm almost a therapist. I think, I, you know what I want to say? You probably have spent almost the amount of hours on Reddit that therapists do to get their degrees, which is- Thank you very much. And sadly, that's- Fuck, that's true. Oh my God, what could I be right now if I'd use that time towards anything productive? Oh, that's me just, yeah, no, truly. Uh, well, so here, here we are. We can read articles kind of. <laughs> uh, so Mary Louise yeah. said, and also this is, every sentence in this story is so relatable, especially this next one. Mary Louise said that he was slowly killing himself by eating. Babe, that's this week. <laughs> I know, like, aren't we all though? Yeah, well, that's like, we're all gonna... Well, I might as well have some nachos. I was like, what, exactly. are we, what are we doing here? Um, have so some then, coffee cake. Girl, that coffee cake. <laughs> uh, in early 1989, George decided that he wanted a divorce and wanted to move into Mary Louise's one-bedroom apartment. That's how you know the love is real because they had mm-hmm. a really nice apartment before that. And I don't think Mary Louise's was the nicest, but I guess he wants I mean, a bed to I mean, on a publicist's salary and she's 28, like there's no way. No. But it's as nice as their apartment. Yeah, because this bitch is paying her in coffee cake. She's like, hi, you know, I can't pay rent. (laughs) Um, Legit. Yeah. So this is when it also became more Betty Broderick because the divorce got super contentious because there's a lot of money involved. Yeah, we got a lot lot of money on the line. And also they had two kids. Yeah. And yeah, kids, money and lifestyle because the um, Barbara's lifestyle was such like a kind of like very... Uh, like show offy, I, I guess I'll yeah. say, but in the way where it's kind of just like she has so much money and she's letting people know she has money. Like I remember one of the when I read one of the things that um Mary Louise, like they would laugh at Barbara because she like spent so much money on getting her hair done. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And then George was like, Wait, you don't need me to pay like give you money to get your hair done, Mary Louise? And she's like, Let me show you something. And she just washed her hair in front of him. Yeah, she was like, I can do it myself. And he was like, What? Yeah, but Amazed. here's my thing. I'm like, do I, I need to lead with that now? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like in my dating app bio, washes my own hair. In quarantine, that is a brag. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Just that washes is a hair. Brag. I'm is sorry. A big old brag. Yeah. So uh in more details of how this divorce got contentious, by 1990, George had removed Barbara from his will and froze out their bank accounts. So uh oh. He's fucking with her money. And as you can kind of connect the dots. Barbara likes her money. So the judge then denied Barbara's request of $5,000 a week in alimony, which I don't know math. That's a lot. Know. That's a lot. Like, and it's like, what? And like $5,000 30, or is that 40 years ago now? 
No. Oh my God. No. 90? Shit. True. Okay. 30. So, 30. 30. Okay. The Still. 80s is 40 years ago, and that's what shook me. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Like, what and do you need that for, Barbara? Her hair. You're um, right. And I was in the pictures. Her hair's not that nice, but uh, we'll get into that later. Yeah. I, I do think part of that is like 90s styling. Nobody really had good hair in the True. 90s, but. But still, she's pretty. But yeah, um, so uh, this happened right before this kind of made Barbara tense. And we'll get into what she did when she was tense. Uh, Barbara, then I think we all can connect a dot of what she did after this. Yes, it's not and, a secret. It's not a secret. She had <laughs> you taken don't get called multiple, the Black Widow because yeah. you're like nice, you know, you're not. Yeah. What if we were like she got divorced and then opened up her own hair salon? Yeah, she really just loved hair. Right. No, we she... call her the Black Widow because her husband just like died of a heart attack in his sleep <laughs> one night. No, not how this is going to go. Not quite. So Barbara then took out multiple life insurance policies, totaling over $4 million. It was a lot. I read 4.3, 4.8. It doesn't matter. Over $4 million. Over $4 million. A lot it's of money. Like, we can guess yeah. where this is going to go. We can guess where this is going to go. Uh, and also then. This is my favorite part. <laughs> a week before she got her name, Black Widow, a.k.a. The Murder, she called the life insurance company to make sure she was the only beneficiant on the policy. <laughs> like, shouldn't that? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, I do have to say to her credit, she kind of got away with it for two decades. But she- it also was never a secret from the moment it happened. No, that's like she was either. Re- I can't tell if she was good or bad. I yeah. Or people just kind of were like, oh, well, like, I don't know why it was such like a low, a low stakes murder for everyone to look at the kind of like, I don't know. It's like weird. Her husband killed. She called to make sure she was getting all the money. She's like, oh, who knows? It's right. Like situation. not subtle at all. Not subtlety is not her forte. No, I, d- I do feel like the one thing I'm learning from all these research episodes and also just the murder books I read for fun is just <laughs> like everyone who thinks they're slick is just not. And this is a pretty prime example of that. It's so true. That's what's so funny. She's like, oh, I got all the pieces together, all the ducks in a row. It's like, but there's a trail of the ducks. That's the evidence against you (laughs) yeah i also feel like every time you call a customer service rep now it's like this call may be recorded for quality like come on you gotta know that if you're calling freaking i don't know state farm or whoever um on your mind you know why um (laughs) that they're gonna keep a record of that shit yeah it's like no shit bitch yeah stupid anyways so here's what happened as we um, let on. It was a murder. So basically, Barbara had had this divorce lawyer, Manuel Martinez, who was like, this guy's kind of wild because he's apparently an accountant, but also a lawyer. And he also had a history of drug addiction and criminal behavior. And I tell you, though, being from New Jersey, none of that surprise. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you're I'm like, like, oh, that's all the lawyers. I'm like every cousin. Yeah. What? what? That yeah. is hilarious. I, I just said, get you a man who can do both. <laughs> so basically, Barbara, she got her divorce lawyer to find a hitman to murder George for $40,000. I'm um, only laughing because what? 
<laughs> it was weird because a lot of the initial articles I read just kind of said that she hired the the divorce attorney to kill him, but he was not actually the gunman. And she kind of just used him as like a middleman, which I guess yes. makes sense because it's like if you already know this guy like is I don't know, like, like knows like those types of people, then it makes sense that you would like commission him to help you out. But I'm kind of like this is a lot of middlemen. A lot of middlemen. It's kind of like using Fiverr. You know that Fiverr that you always see ads for? Oh, yeah. And, she, and like he was her Fiverr to be like, can you connect me with Fiverr? Fiverr, you're your man. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in Horrible Bosses when they hire that guy to do wet work. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's what went down. Um, some reports say that they went to Puerto Rico to find a hitman together, but unclear. Um. I also would hope not because bitch, like you like have Again. one of your loose ends tied up. <laughs> so too many loose ends. Way too many. So October 23rd, 1990, which is the day after my birthday, but one year before I was born. <laughs> I just thought that would, that was Ooh. a fun fact. Also the first day of Scorpio. Okay, so there's a lot of oh Black Widow. Okay, that kind of is okay. Yes, we got some big Scorpio energy here. Um so okay, on October 23rd, 1990, George was on the way back from getting groceries when he was shot three times in the back outside of his apartment on East 69th Street. And he was shot with 44 caliber cop killer bullets, which were designed to do the most damage possible to internal oh organs. Yeah. Brutal. In the middle, in the middle of the day, by the way. Yes, on a rainy day, because he doesn't like rainy days. I love how that was a detail that this that Mary Louise remembered. Yeah, like and was like did they just wait about. for it to rain so that they could be the biggest dicks possible when murdering I, him? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. Um, so with his last words, George basically called to his doorman to go get Mary Louise. And the doorman recalled Hawkins screaming, the wife did it, which again, like D- not rocket science figure out. Not, I know, well, that's the thing where like, that's what I was laughing about how this whole plan It's like, oh, the plan was to just kill him in broad daylight. Day, yeah. Broad daylight outside of his apartment where you knew he lived. And like, while you guys were dealing with this crazy divorce. Got it. Right. Right. Like I know hindsight is 2020, but also I feel like we could be good detectives. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. This could be sign sealed <laughs> delivered in a day and not two. I decades. mean, if Mary Louise <laughs> figured it out as it was happening, then I think we could also do the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is the especially wild part and like classic Barbara. Um, George was actually in the hospital for six hours before he inevitably succumbed to the injuries. And Barbara did not go to his bedside in the hospital. She did not go to the hospital at all. Um, she was busy paying a beautician $500 to get her hair done at home. Like Mary Louise was by his bedside. But Barbara that, was like, nah, I got to get this blowout and it's going to take six hours. She's like, I-, I blew out. So I'm getting a blowout. And that's also right? like, like I don't know if that was her alibi. I'm getting like now I'm getting legally blonde vibes. Well, but the thing is, like, your alibi should have been when you was getting shot, not when he, your husband's on his deathbed. That's or or she was just like that vain. Care. I don't know. Yeah, you're so vain. And also my thing is, I'm like, $500 for your hair at home? What? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even pay that much. I don't even think, like, a salon, like, color would cost that much. I know. Well, I guess what are they doing like, for her? 
she's like, bitch, I'm making $4 million a day. Get the highlights, get the, get the everything. That's true. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, die everything. You know what I mean? She's, yeah. Yeah. She's ready to like roll up to that will, uh, the reading of the will, like yeah. with a totally new look. Yeah. Yeah. It's her. It's a very much like a Dua Lipa. She's like my new rules, my new hair, my new. Yes. She's, she thinks she's thriving. Uh, and for a while, for a while, (laughs) Barbara was thriving because (laughs) the conviction. You're not wrong. Took Manhattan prosecutors guys two decades to pursue the case. Huh? Wild. Man shot broad daylight. You have a wife who's making all these calls, a scorned ex-wife. Because it very much is ripped from the headlines of a Lifetime movie. Well, actually not a Lifetime movie because it's the wife, now not the husband. It's like too you know easy I mean? to be a Lifetime movie, honestly. It's, it really, it's, it's just like, like an episode of SVU. That's it. It's an episode of SVU, 100%. Actually, I'm not sure even SVU. Just like regular Law and Order, like the boring kind. Ooh, yeah, yeah, because there's no special, yeah. Barbara was living in Puerto Rico until 2008 because she kind of, I guess, just made the plan. She's like, bye. Okay, I got my money. Yeah. I mean, I do want to say, like, the impression that I got was was not that, like, they couldn't figure it out for two decades. They knew very well who did it. They just spent two decades trying to prove it. I know. Well, that's a hard thing. Because you get, like, one shot. Well, you get one shot with this (laughs) thing. So they they wanted to, like, make sure that they had all the evidence. And um, initially, like, George was not. George, no, not George. Um, no, the the lawyer's the, name was also George. I want to say. No, it was. Oh. Oh my God, Manuel. Oh, Manuel. Yes, Manuel. So yeah, like he was not cooperating and not like available. So um, yeah, they were just I think trying to get the evidence against her. I know it's also funny too. I didn't know you could be unavailable to like get questioned for a murder. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, we'll find out why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, but she was living in Puerto Rico until 2008. Martinez was in jail in Mexico on another charge. One uh, one of the sources said drug charges or defrauding a bank in Mexico. I Very confusing. You know, it's kind one, of a tomato, tomato. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. pick. Do you want the soup or the salad? Do you want the drugs or the defrauding a bank? I would I go with defrauding the bank. That's way cooler. Yeah, for 1.2 million. Hell That's yeah. my thing. Manuel and Barbara, they were rolling in some cash. Yeah. Illegally, of course. But yeah. Uh, So he wasn't extradited until 2007. In subsequent trials, he confessed that he hired the gunman at Barbara's request. And this is also the hard thing with this, too, because it's such a game of like telephone almost that he's like, okay, I hired him. Yeah. He's like, I hired the guy, but I was hired by Barbara as her divorce lawyer to hire the guy. So it's kind of like the blame game. And it's like, who in a court of law does that come down to? Because, like, technically, Manuel hired well, the guy. Both of them. But then both of them. Exactly. It's kind of like, I guess it would be like in, in a car crash. It's always the second car and all the other cars, or right? What? Or it's the second car and the last car. Does anyone? I remember what that. What are you from, talking about? I remember that from Drivers Ed. I have to get my license renewed. So grain of salt, this. But it's like when there's a pile up, it's always the second car's fault, and I think the last car. Oh, that. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, so it'd be Barbara Emanuel. <laughs> that's where I was getting to with that. I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think that that's the logic that they use to prosecute murder. But Here's like, I do appreciate the analogy. Two decades in, someone brought that up. And that I guarantee. <laughs> someone. <laughs> someone. Someone. They're like, let's took- get the random dude from Jersey. What's he got to say? And then he has the They're car like- analogy. 
Yeah, they're like, Tony, Tony is a, yeah, he works at the DMV. He has, an, he has a few theories. He has a few theories. <laughs> uh, there we go. There we go. So Martinez was offered a plea deal if he'd flip on Barbara, flip like Georgia and PA, uh, but he refused and went to trial. I don't know, like, w- would you have flipped? I mean, this is hard because I don't want to like admit on the podcast that I'm not loyal. <laughs> oh, I'll be the my hoe ain't loyal. I would flip on anyone so fast if it meant. I mean, the flip. thing is, like, yeah, I would because it's like I didn't really do anything. Like he, that, I guess, yeah. found the guy, but he neither like this was neither his idea nor did he pull the trigger. So or, and there was no passion of his to do this. Yeah, like I would be like, I'm not going down for this lady. No, I'm not Dido. What the fuck? <laughs> he said he didn't. Uh, in 2008, Martinez was then convicted and sentenced to 25 to life in prison. Yeah. Here's the rough. other thing, though. The actual killer, so the man who was the man who was the man that was hired, still unknown and presumed to be a professional. Shout out to him. I mean, what a... Okay. <laughs> I mean, a true professional because he is still um not in well not like charged with this yeah and killing. then i'm and uh, in one of the articles i read everyone was so shocked they never found the weapon and i was like well wh- why would he leave that there <laughs> that would have his dna on it but sh- like no duh yeah the guy who that they the guy who they think is the hitman is I wrote this down, but I'm like, let's just not say his name on the air. Oh, you don't wanna, I don't need yeah, yeah, people yeah. coming after me. But anyway, he's currently serving um, a long sentence for a different kidnapping charge. So that's the person yeah. who they think did it. They think, and his name sounds Jersey, so it can kind of connect. Oh, yeah. You know, you know. Um, and then, yeah, uh, we won't get into him. <laughs> Barbara pleaded guilty, though, to felony first degree murder charges, plus conspiracy to commit murder and grand larceny. But this was two decades later. So she had her like time, like she was, she had her time in the Puerto Rico sun. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The prosecutors reportedly cut her a deal because the case was circumstantial and old and maybe hard to prove. Cause I mean, also looking back now, I'm like, we always, I feel like in so many cases, even like from like the mid nineties were like, if the technology we had now was then, this case would have been done in like a day. But so like, I think it was one of those things that's hard to prove because everything was so outdated. I mean, like, I mean, I wonder what, the, what they would even hope to find except for like a blatant, yeah. like notarized letter being like, yes, I Barbara commissioned the, you know, well, like if it happened now, she would have Venmoed him probably or PayPal. Oh, you're right. Have- I know. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many cases now are solved from Venmo. I mean, I solve a lot of cases about who's still fucking. <laughs> my friends are like, I'm done. <laughs> that is my Venmo thing. When my friends oh are my like, God. no, I'm not seeing them anymore. I'm like, why do you pay them $15 for wine, pasta, heart emoji then? I That's love that. my Nancy Grace. <laughs> Literally. I feel like that is how people find out who their exes are dating now. Oh, it's just like, oh. who's this random bitch? He's Venmo charging. Mm-hmm. Who is she? That picture. Yeah. <laughs> what is that reason? Yeah. Uh, like nobody posts on Instagram anymore. We're too smart for that. But the Venmo transactions, it, people are too stupid to make those private. They really are. And it all goes down there. So I highly recommend you all stop. If you want to go down a spiral, <laughs> go to your oh, access yeah. Venmo. And yeah, it goes the- down in the DMs. And by that, I mean the, the Venmo yeah. history. 
it goes yeah the the bank the bank tells all so but we were saying so like the prosecutor they was hard to prove type of situation you ever know but yet she told the parole board she was astounded when he was murdered here's the thing with barbara (laughs) is like she just the reports that i read of like the way that she acted at her parole Mm -hmm. hearing was like so ridiculously like mouthy for no reason yeah and like when she would like randomly laugh too when they're like what (laughs) like she yeah like her story was all over the place um i mean we'll talk about this in two seconds but yeah oh yeah like it's very it's very um i don't know like some people are just really like how did this woman get parole that's the thing and mary louise also was wondering that too so yeah before then in 2010 barbara was sentenced to 12 to 36 years uh when asked if she wanted to say anything she said no (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I guess I the mean, tone like, is ours to be fair, but like the tone is ours. Yeah. But I feel like Barbara's like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, so then she, according to the daily news, she, or she uh, admitted to paying Martinez hundred K for the hit, but we don't really know if that was, well, we don't know if it's 40 K or hundred K, but either okay, way, so, some K's, you know what I mean? Some special yeah. K's. And then she some became special K's. That's true. But this that is, is kind of this fascinated me because I was so surprised because when they because she was called the Black Widow and I assumed it was just because she killed her husband. Right. You would think that was the only connection that one <laughs> would need. That's kind of the same for her. But it's because of the clothes that she would wear to court. And then I was looking at like her court photos. Oh, yeah. I do see Black Widow energy and like them all black. She, yeah. Yeah. Apparently she would wear these like bespoke funeral clothes, like just nice, nice. Black. Well, stuff that's the thing she's like no she i feel like barbara someone she's like oh i'm gonna be photographed in the new york daily news i'm dressed i mean big anna delvey energy or i I gotta put some respect anna delvey has big barbara kogan energy that is true yeah anna kiss the ring uh yeah exactly and also reminds me cardi b had amazing court wear i remember she so did oh the memes that was excellent that That was was like that was what you wear when you murder your first husband Mm-hmm. But now we know she's back with her first husband because she wants some dick, which shout out. I mean, relatable, but also like the first time they broke up, I was actually pretty like not pretty sad, but I was actually like, oh, but the sixth time I'm just like, all right, just figure your shit out. But like you don't need to involve the press every time. Yeah. Keep it like, a little just public- do it in the comfort of your brownstone or wherever the fuck you yeah. live. And also it makes me laugh too because I was like, oh, I guess it is like hard to date in quarantine. But I'm like, love Cardi B. She's not quarantining. <laughs> she is out and about. She Halloween yeah. party hopping, living her best life. So she could be meeting someone else. But I guess, you know, that's I know. a lot to deal with. I feel like she's come along uh, a long way from the like coronavirus days, you know, I know. <laughs> when she was like terrified in her closet of coronavirus, which first of all is still me. Oh, yeah. hundred percent same. But OK, so that's that's like the trial with Barbara. So there actually are some updates. And again, this is how I found out about this in the first place. Um, yes. Super timely stuff. So um, Hawkins fled to Europe and got remarried. She keeps her new location and her new name private. She was actually pretty like, I mean, I imagine traumatized by the whole ordeal mm, and like yeah. the media kind of portrayed her as like this young, like low, like mistress. And she didn't like that because um I mean, she claimed that George and Barbara had been estranged for two years by the time that she was seeing him. And she also said that Barbara also had taken a guy on the side who 
was working at the State Department. So it's not like she was the only one. Exactly. She kind of feels like they were in like an unwritten agreement that they both were just like hooking up with other people. Yeah. So and and also Mary Louise said that she was kind of on edge. And one of the reasons she wanted to flee too was that she alleged or feels that because her and her family would get random calls. Oh, yes. In the middle like, of the night. They would get harassed and she they, thinks it's by it was by Barbara. Barbara, because she feels like Barbara thought that there was money missing and things like that. And like just things missing that were George's. And then kind of with that also Mary Louise's that Barbara's like, no, those are mine. I want them. So she was kind of, they were getting harassed and stalked and also like her parents too. Yeah, just like insane stuff. Um, so in prison, Barbara, um, attended treatment programs and did volunteer counseling work. Um, Mary Louise continued to advocate for Barbara to stay in prison. However, after serving her 12 years, she will be paroled this month. Um, according to a statement by the department of corrections to oxygen, she is supposed to be released on November 21st. So I don't know, just when we thought 2020 was done, like (laughs) unleashing craziness right talk now about we've got the black widow <laughs> talk about a fun on the at thanksgiving yeah hey oh, that's kids. gonna be fun <laughs> right that's gonna be an energy that that'll really change the game a little bit i also love that they gave the statement to oxygen like but i guess like i know that's fair because they are just like the true crime central yeah they are um so mary louise argued heavily against barbara's release and she said barbara is extremely good at manipulating people even parole officers um and part of this is just like Again, insane because like according to the post, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt if you want. Um, Barbara said at her like video conference parole hearing, actually, when he was murdered, I was so astounded. And then her apology amounted to basically, I feel horrible. Okay, actually, that is a direct quote. Not basically. I feel horrible. Okay, like truly Chicago energy when it's like he had it coming like she fully just basically sang that song if she if she went to barnard for theater she would have sang that essentially yeah and here's some another quote i didn't even i didn't think it was me i thought what is going on here so it's like did what it's like ma'am in 2010 you pled guilty to conspiracy to commit murder like right and now you're out here pretending like you didn't do it I also like too when she's like, I didn't think it was me. Like that's about like if someone was like, Oh, did you leave like the water running in the bathroom or something? She's like, I don't know. I was so tired. I didn't think it was me. It's like, no, did you hire someone to hire someone to kill your husband? That yeah, is one. I know. It's like uh Mariah Carey being like, I don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that hitman. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, shockingly, she got parole and Mary Louise was obviously very upset slash um disgusted. As, so, as the bitch should be, as like Mary Louise yeah. has a right to be. And also, she probably just like, I mean, I'm sure Barbara's not going to be doing anything now, 20 years later, to Mary Louise in her new life in Europe. But still, who knows? I feel like she, she's probably just like, this bitch is twisted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she called her, well, she didn't call her evil. She said that um, the murder was an act of wanton evil. Mm. And I mean, I don't know. She basically, like, she wrote this letter but it didn't really do anything. And her, I mean, I think she ultimately just like, didn't want Barbara to like be in contact with the children or just yes. to like be out and, and free. Um, well, that was what, and I, we, we don't really touch on the kids that much because it's not that much about them, but Mary Louise was really worried that 
uh, Barbara, when she's out, was going to like go grovel to the kids and make them be like, try to pitch herself as like a victim in this situation. Like, well, your father wasn't a good man, like cheated on me, blah, 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 blah. And then they would start to like try to get them to resent Mary Louise too. And Mary Louise was like, no, 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 type of thing. Yeah, just weird. I, I'm still really like surprised that she made parole, but like. I I am too. And I mean, also this was in the, I don't know if like, they're just, I wonder if they're paroling people more because of COVID, but I can't imagine. I also feel like murderers should, if you're like in crime for this, like maybe not. But there was one story I read that was like linked in with this one where like they also the same week paroled someone who killed their parole officer, which I'm like, okay, so maybe this is just, they're they're having a a crazy week over there. (laughs) Yeah, just, I mean, also like, I think because of the volunteering work and stuff like that. um, Oh, but that was the funny thing too, where like she laughed when they said that you changed so much and they were like, Barbara, they were like, anything funny? And Barbara's like, no. And Mary Louise is like, she's laughing because she's fooling them, but. I mean, I don't know. I, interesting, very interesting. Very interesting. And the final thing is like, what were we going to say? No, that's it. Oh yeah. I was going to say if your ex or a murderer says that they've changed, don't believe them. True. That (laughs) is just that. At least a, at least the black widow type of murderer. At least the black widow type of murderer. Yes, yes, yes. But I think that's, that's pretty much it. I feel like I could honestly watch a Netflix. No. I could watch a limited series on this though. Like I think Hulu would be awesome. Hulu would be great. Um, That's what Barbara should do when she gets out of prison. If she's allowed, she should just like sell her life rights. Yeah. Oh, I hope she, I mean, Hey honey, get them coins. Like how else? I mean, how else is she going to make like the type of money that she is used to? That's actually true. (laughs) Or I'm sure she's got to like squirrel away. Yeah. Yeah. She's speaking of, I wonder when we're getting these Anna adaptations but also i honestly i'm not gonna lie like i kind of don't care anymore i'm oh it's hard i know i'm kind of just like i already know the story i can't imagine it being that great type of thing yeah i feel like these things are so interesting when they come out and they capture everyone's attention but by the time they like cast a whole series and produce it and come out with it and blah 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 i'm already like ah i'm good I know they should just have unsolved mysteries, but like an eight episode thing about scams and it's an hour each different scam. That would be Again, fun. Why am I saying that in public? Come on. Oh my God. We need our own TV network and <laughs> also unlimited much- money somehow. Is that too much to ask? For? Yeah, come on. So we can just produce our fake Dreams. shows that we bullshit about on the podcast. Exactly. All right. So we're we're wrapping up. We're going to be looking for that, but also keep on sending us your ghosted stories at DM us at NATC pod and also or post them <laughs> it's on like, the oh, now group. are you up? <laughs> yeah, now, no, <laughs> whatever. Truly. But no, we're not looking for like, we're not giving you advice on your relationship. We're just laughing. We're just laughing with you getting ghosted. We're, yeah, we're, we're in the same boat as you. Don't come here for advice. Just come here to bitch. I mean, our advice would just be, you know, don't take out a life insurance policy. <laughs> we'll give you advice on like how to get rid of these people. That is yes, yes, yes. Okay, now we're now we're cooking with fire. Or oil. That's <laughs> yes. Cooking with fire and oil. And also join the Facebook group, not another true crime group. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe for us. Rate us, you know, give us a little five stars if you're feeling it. We love that always. Always. Um, and follow the Instagram NATC pod. We post like fun true crime memes and do little little polls on our stories. Yeah. It's a fun time. Crazy. Yeah. And you can follow me on Instagram at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. 
And you can follow me on Instagram, Sarah Lameem. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Betches.